0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Four o'clock and five o'clock. We are giving away tickets just because you are listening. Those tickets are to the Washington Auto Show. So if you want a four-pack, to take some buddies to go hang out at the convention center and check out a bunch of the cool new features in rides in 2023. Make sure you're listening in one hour and in two hours at four and five o'clock. We're blitzing at four nicked out of the caps. We'll be on the show. And at five o'clock our old buddy, Ryan O'Halloran stops by Rhino who was for years on the Redskins beat, including uh, with me for a little while when I was covering the team, really, really good dude who has since covered the Jaguars and the Broncos We're going to have him on to talk about Pat Shermer. He covered Shermer when he was the O.C. in Denver for two years. And O'Halloran currently covers the Buffalo Bills. So we can discuss with him Buffalo and Cincinnati, a playoff matchup we're all looking forward to this weekend. He's actually at Bengals practice today doing some uh, look-ahead stuff and writing a feature on the Bengals for his uh, Bills beat job. So a lot to cover with O'Halloran, but Pat Shermer will be the focal point of that conversation at 5 o'clock. Speaking of which, let's dive into this OC search. So here's where we're at right now, just to get you up to speed succinctly. The team has already interviewed Pat Shermer, who's been in OC four different places and a head coach in two different places. That happened yesterday. Today, Ken Zampezi interviewed, you know that name because he was the quarterback's coach here under Scott Turner, and he's looking to be elevated to the OC job, which he last had in Cincinnati, where he last called place back in 2017. Charles London is going to be getting an interview either later this week or next week. London is a quarterbacks coach with the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. I've talked to some people who know him really well who say he is brilliant. They love him. He went to Duke. He's a really good communicator, they say. The, the knock, if there is one, on Charles London is he's never called place. He's never been a coordinator. But everyone has to get that job sure. before... You no, know, they've called plays before, right?
0: And, and honestly, you either going old retread or unproven wonderkind, and I'm that'd be more exciting to me, honestly. So
1: Charles London would be my favorite option of the names that we have heard. To be completely honest, uh, I also think he's got a tough hill to climb just because I don't think he has ends with this regime. Mm. And do you really want to come here if you can't bring in some of your own people on offense? Like, does Ron Rivera allow him? to, say, bring in his own quarterback's coach and his own wide receiver's coach or to make changes to the staff. That's not something that we have an answer to. But Charles London's an interesting name from the Falcons. He's also going to be, I think, the OCC in the play caller at the Senior Bowl coming up. They're doing a new thing oh, okay. now. okay. Instead of having, like, the remember when Washington staff went and coached for the week? Mm-hmm. They basically take guys from around the league who are up-and-coming coaches. And he's not, like, 25. He's in his 40s. But basically, they give people opportunities to be seen in different positions, so to speak. Like the head coaches or coordinators, stuff like that. Um, So he'll be at the Senior Bowl coaching. Daryl Bevel, who has been an interim head coach, I believe, but a coordinator a bunch, including in Seattle for a long time, when the getting was good with the Seahawks. So they've requested that interview. It hasn't happened yet. He's declined the interview, according to Nick Jabal of the Washington Post. She just reported that? Yes. All right, yep. So they requested that interview a few days ago, and we hadn't heard an update. So Bevel is saying, no, thank you. That is good to know. And then Eric Studesville. He is on the Miami Dolphins staff. Studesville is the running backs coach in Miami under Mike McDaniel. So Shermer's interviewed. Zampezi interviews today. London has agreed to interview, it sounds like. And then with Bevel out, if
0: is reporting that, Studesville's the other name that we know.
1: That's where we're at with the search at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, this is not one of those... Once whoever is is hired or is an interviewee, you're not going to hear like on, on the NFL Network or, or somebody else that's really plugged in. Be like, look out for this new hot shot. The way people were talking about Sean McVay or, or some of these other guys, like a name to watch out for. This will be this vacancy is now filled. Now on to like serious matters of football. I just it's the spot they're in. You know, I mean everyone kind of understands where we are. This is we're looking for a prom date here. We. Our tux doesn't fit. It's a hand-me-down. We have mismatched shoes, and we can't get a haircut. Our, we have there. a unibrow. You know, like I know what that looks like. Yeah, I, I took You're creatine. It didn't lift.
1: Warehouse, looking in the mirror, going, <laughs> "Damn it! I had I had time to lose weight for this wedding.
0: I, did, I gained, in fact. Yeah, I mean that's where we are. And in this, to me, the 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 Charles London school of I have no idea if he's a great coordinator or not. I mean, I, I, listen, nobody I nobody I does. He's never done. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know him from Adam. And, and reflexively, people are going to go. The Atlanta quarterback situation stunk this year. Again, I have no idea if he's a good good coach or not. But to me, that's at least exciting and intriguing in some way. Well, here's one of the reasons why I love it. When we've talked
1: about the idea of Sam Howell as their starter, I've brought up on multiple occasions that I want Marcus Mariota like read options. I want a Desmond Ritter-like dual threat possibility to this offense, right? He's been there designing and doing some of that under Arthur Smith, who had some of that in his game in Tennessee, which I really, really like. He's also just got a a diversified background that I dig. He's 47 years old. He's been a scout. That's how he started way back in 2010 in the NFL uh, after he was a quality control coach with the Bears. Then he was an offensive assistant with the Titans, went and coached running backs at Penn State in 2012, was the running backs coach with the Texans, then in Chicago at the Bears before getting this QB coach's job. He's put in his time. It would be cool to see him get a chance. I've seen a lot of interviews he's done. I was watching some of his press conferences to get a feel for just not only how he answers questions, but the way he views things. I was impressed by him in just looking some things up yesterday. And then I heard the great things I did from people who know him. So that would make sense. But I want to narrow down the conversation to Ken Zampezi for a moment. Because today's MPZ day, so to speak, because he's interviewing. I wonder if fans could talk themselves into that being okay after what happened offensively the last couple years and after, maybe more importantly, they fired Scott Turner, who was Zampizzi's boss. You would be admitting the offense wasn't good enough. Scott Turner and, I guess, in some way inadvertently maybe, saying the offensive staff didn't do a good enough job, right? That's mm-hmm. what you're saying. Wentz underperformed. Quarterbacks, coaches, is ampezi Heineke, I don't know if you would say he underperformed, but would you agree? He didn't take a step forward. That he, I think he was worse this year than last year, statistically. I, mean, oh, I know he was worse statistically. I can look that up. I, I think that he had more really good games last year than this year in the same offense after all the playing time a year ago. Do you agree
0: with that? Yes. He had more highs last year, and he had more lows as well. And so they just said, we're not doing any variance. We're just going to have you get 155 yards and hand it off a bunch.
1: But he didn't make any strides, no, really. No, he did not. That doesn't speak too well, I would say, of the person in charge of the quarterbacks. Now, we don't know what Sam Howell's starting spot was to, to where he got at the end of the season. Right. I would say I'm encouraged by what I saw from him in Week 18. But to be completely honest, I was really impressed with what I saw from him in the preseason. Maybe even blown away. I mean, for a fifth-round pick with how comfortable and capable he looked at times in the preseason. So what is Ampeasy hanging his hat on from the last few years? He's interviewing with Rivera today. Rivera doesn't have to learn a whole lot. You've been in the building. He knows who you are. He knows what your situation was. I guess I'm wondering what is his argument for why he's the perfect guy for this offense to take flight?
0: The The case that I would make if I'm Ken Zampezi is Sam knows me. I know Sam. I've been there in the, in the rooms with him. I know how he thinks. I know, how, I know what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he needs to get better at, what he doesn't know he needs to get better at. I'll be there. I'm the perfect guiding hand to keep Sam Howell on the tracks for you. Right, If you've got to come in and learn a brand new system, brand new terminology for the third time in three years, that's probably not the easiest thing to do for, for a guy that you want to be the, the person that saves your bacon here. This is your kind of your last best chance to win over the hearts and minds of this fan base and take a step forward. Best way to do that is to not have him learn a new offense. That would be my case. So
1: the case then is based on continuity, for yep. continuity's sake. Yep. I, I remember when the Capitals fired... George McPhee as their general manager. He had been here forever. And they announced that they were going to hire Brian McClellan. And admittedly, at that time, I didn't know McClellan well. I didn't. I don't know that I'd ever even had a conversation with him. I'm quite sure I hadn't. But I didn't know what his strengths, what his weaknesses were. But I remember reflexively, Danny, Mm -hmm. I hated the hire. Because I thought, how is it possible that this person who has been sitting next to the guy that you're telling me isn't good enough for years is the best person on the planet for this job. And you fast forward to Stanley Cup and a bunch of years later, I think McClellan has been tremendous. He has been as good at his role as a GM, I think, as anybody in hockey at keeping this window open and acquiring talent year in, year out. Guys like now, Dylan Strome was scored again last night, who's 25 to kind of elongate this period where, remember that there's a two-year window like five Mm -hmm. years ago, Mm -hmm. and they have since won a cup and are still making the playoffs year in and year out. He's been awesome. In my mind, though, I probably would have immediately disqualified him just because you are the assistant to the guy who I'm saying isn't good enough. And I would have been totally wrong. And I think about that and how it relates here with Zampezi and Scott Turner I have a hard time with the idea that Turner was not good enough and somehow Zampezi would be better. I that's tough to wrap my head around.
0: Here is my here are my three data points on this, or counters to a degree. At the time I was with you. I'm going, how how could just logically, how could this be? The dude who was in every meeting, whose office was probably a door down from George McPhee, that's the guy? No way. But then you think about it. I believe McPhee was fired after the first time they missed the playoffs in what eight years? That just because they hadn't done it yet in the postseason, you put together some pretty good clubs, presidents trophy winning teams, you know? Real achievement happened. I know it didn't happen in the postseason. I know they always lose to, you know, the, the Penguins in round two, but still, it wasn't as if they were a second division club, right? So that that is more justifiable to me. In retrospect, that makes more sense. At the time, I'm with you. I was pissed because they they just lost again. Hadn't made the postseason. This Adam Oates experiment was terrible. Why are you doing another first time head coach? What are we doing? What are we doing? This is bad. I'm, I'm pissed off. But in retrospect, we were wrong about that one. Were we wrong about Tommy Shepard? Down the hall from Ernie Grunfeld? There's a difference there. The difference is the results with Grunfeld were unacceptable. The process with Grunfeld was unacceptable. I'd like Tommy Shepard personally. It hadn't gotten a ton better. Logistically, it's better because he's not giving away draft picks.
1: I would say he's done a much better job if you look at his track record of trades and things like that.
0: I, I agree. He hasn't gotten himself into the terrible problems and then solved them and then looked around for credit. Right? It's been more steady, but they haven't, they haven't jumped up. They haven't been any good. True. I guess my point is, that one, I go, you can't just go internally because nothing's been good here under Grunfield for a long time. I apply that one here to this Washington uh, football situation. The offense was unacceptable. That's my rubber. That's my big stamp on it. It's been so bad and so unacceptable for my own sanity. Okay. I can't have anybody associated with it having any more associated with it in the, going forward. I so just can't. I see. So you're that's saying where I am.
1: the Capitals hired the assistant as a team that won every year, as a team that built a good roster, as a team that was making the playoffs routinely, yeah. goal as, away as from a team with going a really to a conference final. Yes, and you're saying they stayed in house. And it was a fresh set of eyes, which makes sense because they do it everything well. And you're saying this offense has been one of the worst in the sport. Everyone yep. involved should not be in the running. And first. by
0: the way, I'm sure that's not fair. Tencent Peasy may be a damn genius. He may be awesome. My rebuttal would be people do this all the time where
1: I remember in 2013 after the, the 2012 marvelous season and they, they make the playoffs under Mike Shanahan, the Redskins completely fall apart, right? And it's 3-13. and And I remember everyone saying, fire everyone. Mm -hmm. And my point was, if you fire everyone, this really good staff goes away. And let's hold our horses a little bit. And this is not to to put a flag in the ground as a victory as much as to say, people didn't want to hear or acknowledge or even consider that there were really good, really smart people in the building. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to hear it. They said what happened this year was so abhorrent. Guilty. And so unacceptable. Yep. Get rid of everybody. And for the people who knew what was going on and who was in that building and some of the acumen of some... I mean, we're talking about... We don't need to re-legislate now, but it's you Kyle the Shanahan yep. and it's Mike McDaniel and it's Sean McVay and it's Matt LaFleur. Uh-huh. These dudes are in the NFC Championship game. Every year, they're taking turns. Who gets to coach in the Super Bowl? And just because people were so mad... Essentially, they just assumed that because they're an apple in the basket, they have to be spoiled too. Rather than going through and picking out, okay, this apple you can't eat, this one you can. So that would be my concern about just saying Zempz it, and it's valid. Matsko, anybody, like get out of here,
0: because there are people doing good things. Yep, there has to be that, and that's a fair comeback. I just, I'm just again, if I'm in all the meetings, if I was, if I had unprecedented access. Right? And I could see and evaluate. I could be more, I make an informed opinion. Hard knocks, yeah, I have, There's. This is an ill-informed opinion. I'm just telling you what my reaction would be. And I know it. And you're 100% right. The, 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 the 2013 case is an outstanding one to bring up here. I'm sitting here going, every time I tune in to watch this dumb team on television, I'm going to watch an unacceptable offense. Nothing about it's okay. There's nothing that they do where I'm like, good, smart, nice. If you had a good offense and I didn't like the way you were doing it, I would shut my dumb mouth. I'd be quiet. If you ran it 60 times, but we're putting up three touchdowns a week and averaging more than the league average and playing great defense, we're playing this weekend. Occasionally scoring 20 points. That's a 12-win team if you were league average in offense. 12 wins if they were average on offense. They've been below average or worse for three years. I just, but reflexively, the idea that it's just somebody, you know what, Ken didn't say anything. Well, you know, while Scott Turner was calling whatever plays it was, but man, he's got some great ideas. I just I can't handle that. And again, it's a weakness. I'm fully admitting that I'm the crazy fan here.
1: Zampezi's last offensive coordinating job in the NFL was in Cincinnati in 2016 into 2017. I believe he was fired after week two with the Cincinnati Bengals. September 15th, 2017. Zampezi was let go by the Bengals after the team started 0 2 and had not scored a single touchdown. Andy Dalton at that time didn't have a touchdown pass and four picks and a rating in the 40s, and they fired him, which should not disqualify him. I would make the case probably everyone who's called plays for a long time in the league has gone two weeks, where if you just looked at those two weeks, their numbers are horrendous. But that was the last time he's been a coordinator at this level. Uh, He then went to Cleveland, and became the quarterback's coach in 2018, he went to the Atlanta legends was the OC and quarterbacks coach and play caller. The Atlanta legends. Would that have been the Alliance of American football? I couldn't tell you one of the spring leagues. Wasn't it the sounds XFL. right.
0: He was the interim OC there. Huh? Yeah. I AAF, Yeah. There okay. You
1: go. And then he was the quality control analyst at the university of Florida in 2019. He left the Gators to come to Washington with the Rivera staff in 20. And he has coached quarterbacks here for the last three years. Now, He has not had anything to work with, so I will not hold against him the horrible production they've gotten from the quarterback position. I do think it's a fair ask. Who who has been made better at quarterback here over the last three years? Now, if his rebuttal to that would be, I can't make lemonade out of an apple, then okay. Yeah, good rebuttal. You know, I tip my cap to thee. But I would have liked to have seen... One year before he came here, Wentz was a lot better in Indianapolis, right? Uh, We've never seen Heineke play anywhere else, but it it just sure would be nice to see them get the most out of someone. And maybe their answer is they did that with Heineke. You know, that he'll never have it as good. He'll never Mm. play as well at any level as he did here. Maybe that's their calling card. But uh, let's pose this question to you guys. Let's open up the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. Ken Zampezi is interviewing with Ron Rivera today. Uh, maybe as we speak, for all we know, over at the facility. Could you talk yourself into that hire? Could you feel excited about Would you be okay with after firing Turner, promoting someone from within on this offensive staff that has really, really struggled to get production? 800-636-1067 is how you can call us. You can also tweet us, at Grant H. Paulson and at Funny Danny. And is there a case to be made? Can you make the case? that Zampezi somehow would be an upgrade from Scott Turner. You're listening to g on the fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better